102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you react. The phone numbers, you'll need them. 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. You can follow me on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it this week. That's at Jeff Ward Show. If you want to post comments on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it this week, that's cool too. That's at Jeff Ward Show. Just get to the point. Please don't suck. Try to make the show better if you can. Uh, make sure you check out the podcast. We drop it each afternoon. The Jeff Ward Show podcast is available wherever you download your podcasts. Subscribe to it. You should also sub- subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. We post that each afternoon. Even though I look like Shrek, it seems to be doing pretty well. All right, you know you know what's coming your way when I say taxpayer, so get ready for this. But, but there's a bunch of different ways that you can and should look at this, and you have to ask yourself your own questions. So ask yourself how you feel about it, the idea, the pitch, and answer why it is the 3% in this state would be against it. And I'm going to admit right away, I don't quite get that, but here you go. It's going to sound logical to many of you. Some of you will completely disagree, and that's okay, too. I didn't say you have to be okay with it morally. If you have a moral objection, that's fine. Just own it. But the idea itself, the pitch itself, is logical. It makes financial sense, and it makes physical policy sense. And all of that means it's likely not going to happen in this state. Those three things are going to add up to too much common sense, so it's not going to happen. But what's weird to me, um, and I think I know the politics of this state. I think I know it very well. For better or worse, I think I know it. And I know the political environment of this state. And you have to think like the 3%. You always have to do this, which is a weird spot. I know it's impossible for a lot of people to put yourself in this position, but try to think like the 3%. The 3% is older, rural, white. Think like them. Do your best. It works like this. You're governed by the 3% in the state of Texas. Now, uh, it's backed up by numbers. You're governed by 3%. And it's not some hot take. That's not some random thing to say. It is reality. It has been reality in the state of Texas for quite some time. The 3% of voters, here's where the 3% comes from. There's a great story done the last couple of years by Texas Monthly with all sorts of graphs. So if you don't want to even read very much, you can see the pie charts, how this works. 3% of voters show up for Republican primary elections. Okay? They govern all of you. Absolutely. That is the end. That's the answer. That's the that's that's the decision. Those Republican nominees, the three percent vote for, go on to win every single statewide race. Those nominees don't care about you, the ninety seven percent or whatever you are. They don't care. And honestly, if that were your job, you wouldn't care either. They care about the vote of the 3%. And if you want a job in politics or you wanted a career in politics where you increase your net worth by 25%, you would probably do the same. Older, white, rural. Again, it's all backed up by data. Okay. Now, that's a setup for an interesting move by Mark Cuban 
An interesting pitch by Mark Cuban right about the same time he's selling the Dallas Mavericks. It's all kind of coming together. I just don't think it works. No, it works. I don't think the 3% are going to let it happen, and I can't figure it out. All right. Um, In Austin over the weekend, I guess we now, I don't know if we officially have to say this or close to it, former Mavericks owner and former Shark Tank star Mark Cuban was doing a Q&A at the Capitol Factory in downtown Austin. Now, that, of course, by definition, is where this whole thing starts to disconnect from the 3%, right? Um, There could be nothing further from the 3% than a think tank discussion at the Capitol Factory in downtown Austin. The Capitol Factory is like, um, how do I explain this? Kind of a, uh, like a hub for entrepreneurs, It's uh, like an ecosystem for entrepreneurs. So Mark Cuban is there. This is reported by the Austin Business Journal. And this is right about the same time. One, it's announced he's selling the Mavericks. Two, he's getting out of Shark Tank. And three, everybody wants to know if he's running for president. And I now don't think he's going to run for president. Even if he did, he wouldn't win. I now kind of think this is his game. I think. He's always got something going on. Interesting dude. So he said this at the Capitol Factory. He said, Texas would crush it. I'm quoting now. Texas would crush it as a tourist destination if we had casino-style gambling in Texas. He went on to use examples, Bellagio, blah, blah, blah. And this is not the first time he's mentioned this, but he is all in now. He went on and on and on about how well it would do and how badly we need it. Which, again, is debatable. You don't have to agree with this. It's not the first time he's brought this up. But his sale of the Mavericks to the Adelson family presents a real interesting setup in the state of Texas. The Adelsons are a multi-billionaire casino family. They have casinos in Vegas. I think they have them in Macau as well and probably elsewhere. They buy controlling interests of the Dallas Mavericks from Mark Cuban. They, from all that's reported, they had handprints all over the Capitol during the last legislative session. Now, you know, not the impeachment trial and stuff like that. The last legislative session, they went so far as to have former Governor Rick Pointy Boots Perry pitching gambling at the Capitol. So their handprints are now all over the state and all over the, the concept of betting. They buy the Mavericks. Guess what? What's funny about sports is, in professional sports, not that long ago, if you had any connection to gambling whatsoever, you're not touching a professional sports franchise. They'd run you out. Not now. Not now. So this billionaire family who makes their money in casinos is now partnering up with Mark Cuban and he gets out of the Dallas Mavericks for a couple of million dollars. Uh, he, you know, I bought him for 250 or something, sells him for 3 billion. The thinking is the Adelson family is going to push your political heroes on expanded gambling in the state. Again, they were pushing last time. Apparently, they're really pushing now, and Mark Cuban has doubled down on the concept of casinos. Got it? So you just think that through. I mean, it's one thing for you to think, yeah, 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 it makes sense for us to have sports betting, right? Digital sports betting. It's another for what Cuban is now pitching, which is further, and that is casino-style gambling. Most states, of course, 
They're not as moral as we are in Texas. They're not governed by the moral compass at the Capitol like we are. So those less moral states, most of them have legalized gambling. Sports betting and or casino style gambling. Not here. Because we're moral. Far more moral than everyone else. They don't have the moral compass your political heroes have. So we don't have it. And I don't think we're going to have it anytime soon. I don't. You can disagree. I don't even think this is going to matter. It comes up. It has been coming up in legislative sessions. It is kicked to the curb every single time. It doesn't see the light of day. It doesn't matter what state rep or what former political hack decides to pitch it or gets paid to pitch it. It is not moving the needle at all. It just, it doesn't. It's not happening. So here comes Mark Cuban and the Adelson family, which I think is just really interesting. They're making this pitch that we should have casino-style gambling. And look, you could have a moral argument against I, I respect that. Um, I do. I, the, gambling is pretty stupid, a stupid idea, but all by itself, just because you're, you're gambling um, or just because you build hotels and casinos doesn't automatically mean that it just has to be about gambling. There's other stuff there. But the big revenue stream, the big money maker is going to be, you know, it's going to be all about, that's going to be all about betting. So Mark Cuban's pitching this. The Adelson family is now pitching this. Do you think it happens in 10 years? I don't. I don't think it happens in 20. But, you know, a lot of people would argue, and I think he was making this pitch over the weekend. Look, if it's Mark Cuban by himself pitching, the your political heroes at the Capitol who answer only to the 3% and only care about the 3%, Mark Cuban is the devil to them. But I don't understand this. I do get that the 3% older rural white governs the state of Texas. I get that. And that's not new and it's not going to change anytime soon. I am confused though. Why the 3%? I don't believe that the 3% are that against gambling. If the 3% are attached to the MAGA hats or they are the MAGA hats, they're not against. I don't really get that that's against, they're against gambling. So, so what, I'm, I'm missing something here. I don't know why it wouldn't fly. I mean, I get why it would work. Financially, I get why it would work as a tax base. I mean, I get the finance of it. I don't get why the 3%, right? Go ask one of your relatives, somebody from East Texas. Do you really care if we have casino gambling? I don't think they do. So I'm confused. Um, All right, so you're governed in this state by the Attorney General, who's a legal and moral train wreck, right? The dude is a walking dumpster fire of legal and moral issues. That's Ken Paxton. Lieutenant governor is the most powerful elected official in this state. Neither one of them wants you to have any part of this. Have said, no, not today, not now, not ever. Forget it. Get out of here. Dan Patrick is the lieutenant governor, and his sole existence in life is pandering to the MAGA hats. But MAGA hats, I didn't think, hated gambling. So it's not going to happen, I don't think. It doesn't matter how successful it would be. But it won't happen because the slimy attorney general won't want it. Um, he knows the 3%. The lieutenant governor knows the 3%. And the governor knows the 3% perfectly. I just don't know why that 3% wouldn't want it to happen. So it's set up now. I mean, like these dots have all connected just in the past few weeks. 
I don't know that Mark Cuban is going to be out front and center on this because I don't think it'll work because the 3% won't like him. So somebody is about to enter stage left. You can just see it coming. That Adelson family didn't buy the Mavericks just for fun. They're not setting up shop here just for fun. They're setting it up as he probably opened the door to push sports betting and casino gambling. And that's what they do, and they have influence. But the 3%, I don't know, does the 3% not want it? Does your grandmother not want it? Why? Why? Are you sure? See, I'm confused by that. Do you think either of those things happen in the next five years? A lot of people say yes, I don't. You think sports betting or casino-style gambling happens in 10? Here's another weird thing to look at and think about. Would you, would you as a Texan be more open to the idea of casino-style gambling or sports betting, which is pretty much just done on your phone? I don't know. I don't know which one of those has a better chance. I think neither. I think neither. But I don't know which one of them, casinos or sports betting, has the best chance. And I don't think either happens anytime soon. But I think it's game on. I think he threw the door open to make it game on. I don't think he's running for president. I don't think he I think he knows he wouldn't win. That's a but that game is not going to work for him either. And I do think he wants to get in front of this. I just don't know if he's the one that can convince your political heroes and or the three percenters that it's a great idea. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say college football playoff committee ever again. Make it stop. Make it go away. But, but, here it comes. This is kind of interesting. Here you go. ESPN has a story today titled, Inside the College Football Playoff Committee's Decision to Leave Florida State Out. It's a good piece. It's informative. It's insightful. Her name is Heather Dinich. She wrote the piece for ESPN. She's very plugged in. And some of the people, some of the dorks inside that room, you think I'm joking when I say a holiday, no, what is it, uh, Airport Hilton? I'm not. That's where they are. I think a lot of you, having read this, I'll give you a quick summary of this. I think a lot of you are fine with the idea of 13 people picking what they think are the best four teams. I think most people, serious and casual fans, are fine with it. You want your show, give me the show. Most of you would say, well, why not? You want to watch the best four teams, so what's the problem, you would probably say. I think most of you are cool with their mandate. And you know what their mandate was? Their now self-described mandate. Their self-described mandate was, we need to pick the best four teams. That's what they're saying. They told her that, and then she reported it to everyone else. Okay? That's it. Now, for all the times we've said, what exactly do you do? Where's the transparency? Blah, blah, blah. They're owning it. We wanted to give you the best four teams. Got it? Yeah. The best four teams. I don't believe that. I don't believe that's really what they were doing, and I don't see how the, quote, the best four teams rule was even followed. 
No, it wasn't. In fact, I don't know if I can say that's a lie, but it's very self-serving. You're finding your way out of this. I don't agree. You ready? I don't agree that Texas is one of the best four teams. And I don't think most objective people would either. They're good. They won their league. No, de- no denying that. I can't, you can't deny the, quote, resume, which I'm sick of saying as well. But the committee told her our job is to pick the best four teams. I don't think they're one of the best four teams, and I don't think it mattered to that committee. I think they're lying. I think they're telling you convenient things. I think it is very selective perception of what is the best four teams. So, well, go ahead and say, well, but Jeff, say it. Jeff, if that's what the committee thinks, okay. I bet the committee, and I bet most of you that follow college football, I bet you think Georgia's one of the best four teams. I bet you if they were lined up against every team they played against, they'd be the favorite. I I would almost guarantee it. So why aren't they in the tournament? They're one of the best four. They happen to lose once. They've had fewer bad days than everyone else, including the hometown team that should have lost a few times. So don't tell me this about the best four teams. All right, follow the story. It's uh, it is it's insightful. It's a you know a little maddening to me. She writes, as difficult as it was for them to remove their emotions from the process, the sinking feeling about excluding an undefeated Power 5 conference champion was tempered by the belief that they did what they were tasked to do, and that is vote for the four best teams. I don't even know why you have these championship games. I really don't. What's the point? Let's just pick the four best teams, including Georgia. Sorry, Texas, you're out. That'd go well. Um, here you go. Here's what one of them said to her. One committee member tells ESPN, all of us had the emotional tie like, holy blank, this is really going to suck to do this. We talked about that over and over. We just coming back to, are they talking about Florida State here? Why is it they're only talking about Florida State among the best four? Why do they say it's about Texas or Washington? Why? Are they... Are they good enough to win a national championship? And it just kept coming back to we didn't think they could. (laughs) There wasn't any discussion about the SEC being left out because, they say, the committee maintains that it talks about teams, not conferences. There wasn't any serious consideration to include Alabama without Texas because there was so much respect in the room for the Longhorns' Week 2 win in Tuscaloosa. What does that have to do with being one of the four best teams right now? It was freaking September. The crux of the debate into the wee hours of Sunday, she writes, centered on how to evaluate Florida State, which would beat Louisville with its third-string quarterback after both Jordan Travis and his backup were sidelined by injuries. There were significant concerns about Florida State's offense. Does that mean you can't be one of the best four teams? What if you suck on defense? That doesn't count? Um... Then they go, she goes on to write, uh, this is the best part. A committee member says, quote, at the end of the day, everybody had the same goal. Do we have the four best teams? And we all felt pretty good that we do. No, you didn't. Or Georgia would be playing, I think. Heck, for that matter, so would Ohio State. <laughs> and I'll bet you leave Washington out. So none of it adds up. It doesn't, it doesn't add up. 
like I said, I think it's selective retention. There's a selection, there is a selection in the committee's protocol that specifically refers to, quote, the unavailability of key players that may have affected a team's performance during the season or likely will affect its postseason performance. Now, they say that clause is in there. I notice how that lacks transparency, too. Um, well, I mean, if no, if no other reason than you get to hear what they think their job was. I mean, that's, that's at least insightful. And I think that, I don't know how many talked to her enough, all said the same thing. Our job is, on that night, to pick the four best teams. Um, so if you put six or eight teams on the board, right? And if I did this with all of you on those 13 dorks, and said, just find the best teams. I don't care about conference championships. I don't care about anything else. Just pick the four best teams. That's the job. I'll bet Michigan and Georgia would be the favorite on almost everyone's list over everyone else. I bet you more people would say Georgia is one of the four best teams. Not. If Georgia and Texas were to play tomorrow, more people would say Georgia is a better team. Well, why'd you pick Texas then? Why? Okay. I mean, Georgia would be the favorite. Heck, if Alabama and Georgia played tomorrow, well, let's give it a week. Georgia would probably be the favorite. Most people would say they'd probably win that game. And they, they might. I don't know. If Texas and Oregon were lined up to play on Saturday, Oregon beats Texas. I'm telling you. Sorry. It's a better team. Now, I'm not saying they've, be- they've done better. I'm saying that's, I think they'd beat Texas. Most people would think that Oregon would win that game. So why would you not pick Oregon then? Why does it matter that Ohio State lost? I bet you a lot of people would argue that Ohio State might be among the four. Most would say, I don't agree with this, but most would say Ohio State's better than Washington. So why is Washington even in this tournament then? What's the point? This committee didn't pick the best four teams. They didn't. I'm not even, I don't even believe in their own opinion they picked the best four teams. What they did was they decided one to decide on whether to leave out. That's it. I don't think they harshly judged Texas. I don't think they harshly judged Alabama. Because if all that matters is the best four teams, why are we even mentioning what happened in September? Why? You're completely contradicting yourself right away. Why even have these conference championship games to judge them? You know what Florida State should do? They should say, we lost our, our, our quarterback. We're not going to play in this game out of risk of losing out on the Final Four. We're not going to play. It's not worth it. Take the trophy, man. It doesn't matter anyway. We want to get to the Final Four. We're not going to run the risk of putting on a bad art show and getting left out of the Final Four. Now, that's what you should do in the future. Especially if you lose a quarterback. Forget defense. Defense apparently doesn't count in football now. But if you lost your quarterback in the future, you should just say, I'm not going to play in that conference championship game because I don't want to look bad. I don't want to not be considered among the best four. I don't think they followed their mandate except to judge one team. I don't, um, and and I and I think if, and if if people really really value your opinions and their opinions so much, I think even you would agree that. Like I have no problem with somebody winning their conference championship and getting in. I have no problem with Texas being in the Final Four. I don't, but I don't think most people would say they're one of the best four. I don't. In fact, I think the bias is so built in and so ingrained, I think most people, it would be an all-Big Ten, all-SEC Final Four. That's what I think the opinions would be. 
So nothing else can matter according to them, except a lot of other stuff mattered. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Shut up, Smoker Voice. Let the kid talk. Uh, here's the way this works. We call it buy or sell. <coughs> it's not exactly uh, flipping houses or crypto or something like that. Cedric Golden is a famous writer for the Austin American Statesman. This is about opinions. There's going to be a statement. You either buy it or sell it. There are five buy or sell statements. Two media legends, five topics, and a moment of jackassery. This is buy or sell. That's buy or freaking sell. All right, buy or sell number one. The college football playoff committee got it right with Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. Buy or sell. I'm buying because I think head-to-head still should mean something in college football. And they were not they were never gonna put Georgia in after losing to Alabama, which lost to Texas. So um, the reason for putting Alabama four was the fact that they beat Georgia but did not beat Texas. And that's why the Longhorns are at three. I know there's some hurt feelings in Tallahassee, um, also in Oregon and places like that, even even um Definitely in Athens, Georgia, but it's it's when you win and how you win. And I think there are people nationally saying that the Texas Longhorns shouldn't be in there, but those are some of the same people that forgot that Alabama was throwing into the end zone just to save its season against a bad Auburn team. So, um, you know, Oregon has looked good, but Oregon beat Texas Tech by eight points and was down by 12 in Lubbock. So, it's winning football games and it's being good at the end of the year and it's it's not a job that i would want but i think they did the right thing by going with michigan washington texas and alabama i'm buying i'm selling the fire sale blue light special sale uh garage <laughs> sale craigslist sale Put stuff by your curb sale. I, I, I never, I, I cannot wait for this season to be over just so I don't have to talk about this committee and what a stupid setup it is. Um, the, I, I just finished ranting again after I said I don't want to talk about it. I, I now liken college football committee to the term social distancing. That's how sick of it I am. They said their mandate was to pick the best four teams regardless of anything else, which I find kind of silly and um, convenient to leave out Florida State. Look, the Mark Twain of college football, Deion Sanders, said that this is nothing but entertainment. So what they really set out to do was all they talked about was Florida State. They even admitted that. I, I don't believe that. I think most people think Georgia is one of the best four teams. I think Oregon would be one of the best four teams. I think a lot of people don't think Washington's one of the best four teams. I think a lot of people don't think Texas is one of the best four teams. So, you know, even their own job description doesn't even work or add up or make any sense whatsoever because that means 
playing on Saturday if you don't think you can score 50 because apparently defense doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter how good you are in defense. All that matters is you score a bunch. So playing on conference championship Saturday, I, I would just bypass it, just not do it at all because apparently it's going to be held against you as long as you're not an SEC or a Texas Blue Blood. So I sell it. I hate it. Um, I, I mean, I... I think Washington's better than Texas anyway, but um, we'll see, we'll I guess. We'll find out. We'll yeah, see. I know. Let me ask you this. Let me yeah. ask you this. Yes. You're going to put – you're going to – the, the, the $1.2 million a year you make, you're, you're gonna, you would put huh. 10 G on Florida State against anybody in the top 10 because you just said they're one of the four best teams. They are not. No, no. Did I just you watch said that I just, game. Yeah. No, no. What I just said was everything the committee is about, and this whole system is just stupid. I mean, I, that's that's all I know is it should be just like the NFL. Um, you should you should win a league and get in. You should be a wild card and get in. And then Florida State and their zero quarterback might win three games, ten to six. Okay. The Forty ers may win every game, ten to six. Okay. That that's what we should have. I mean, this is this is absurd. And for this committee to then turn around and tell ESPN we did exactly what we said we were going to do, and that's pick the four best teams. I think that's a lie. I think it's so a conven- I think State it's a convenient beat, lie. You're saying, but Jeff, you're saying that Florida State's going to beat any of the teams in the top four. I don't know. That with that offense uh, against Michigan. I, I don't know. I, I tell you what, if they play, the if they played one. Michigan, it'd be six to three. It's not going to be a TCU beatdown, but but I don't know. I know this being really good on defense gives you a chance to win. They won their they won their conference championship by double digits. What did Michigan do other than cheat? Now it comes out. <laughs> that, that I like. That I like. <laughs> now okay, I mean, uh, now it comes out. It's just now, I just get it out. Don't don't internalize it, Jeff Ford. Get it let, out. It, let it out. Let, let that it demon out. out. Let, let it out. There out. it is. They cheated. I, I, yeah, I, they, they cheated, and yeah. I wish they. I wish they wouldn't be in the playoff. They did cheat. I've said that for weeks. I I don't think they'd score that easily on Florida State at all. I don't know how Florida State would score. I I don't know. But I think if Florida you if you win, abysmal on offense without that without Jordan Travis, okay, abysmal. But, but 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 if you win your league, it shouldn't matter. I mean, otherwise, if I were Florida State, what they should have done is say we're not going to play in this conference championship game because all it's going to do is hurt us. So we're going to take a bye, give the trophy to Louisville. We're not going to run the risk of those art critics over there in some airport Hilton saying we're no good. So we're not going to play today because all it's going to do is hurt us. Instead, they went out there and said, "Screw it, we'll figure out a way to win," and it was a mistake. And, I, and, I, and that was ad, and it was admirable. And it yeah. was admirable. It would end and up Louisville was, <laughs> and, 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 and Louisville up, was pathetic. Okay, and it cost it's, them. So it's Oklahoma State. Them, and maybe that decision was made before they even took the field. Who knows? Yeah, probably. But I, you know, as as someone who who lives in Austin, I am very happy to be going to New Orleans to see if Texas can be Washington. Over a meaningless cotton bowl. Agreed. Buy or freaking sell. Buy or sell number two. Dallas wins the NFC East. Buy or sell. Oh man! Wow. That's a tough one because we've been we've been we we have been on that crack rock for about a month now. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going to rehab. I'm going to rehab. I'm selling. I'm selling. Wait. What um, happened? What happened a week ago? You're all in. 
Well, how many VCRs can you sell for twelve bucks? Yeah. I mean, they don't. People don't use VCRs anymore. Here's the thing, Jeff. The Eagles looked horrific against the 49ers, and the 49ers are probably going to win the Super Bowl. They are just that good. They are. They are. They're far and away the best team in the league. Now, the Cowboys have a gauntlet. They got to they gotta play. They got Philly at home, which I think they can win, but we don't know that they will. But the way they're playing, I'm picking Dallas to win that game. At Buffalo, desperate Bills. Got to win to get in. Save uh, Sean McDermott's job. At Miami, the scariest offense in the league right now. And then they finish with Detroit at the house. And the, the Lions aren't great. But they're not; they're no slouch. Meanwhile, the Eagles go at to Seattle, winnable, and then they play the Giants twice in a three-week span, sandwiched uh, in between a uh, a home game against the Arizona Cardinals, who've won three games. So I think, and the Cardinals are better with Kyler Murray. Don't get me wrong, but they're yeah. still horrible. They're still yeah. a bad team. So the Eagles just have an easier ride right. to the conference to the uh, NFC East title. And I think the Cowboys might drop that one either at Buffalo or at Miami. They're going to drop one of those two games. So I think the Eagles win the East. I think the Cowboys finish. Uh, what, what are they now? Twelve? What are they? Eleven and three? Ten and three? They finished with four losses. They're going to they're going to lose one of those two, and they'll be the top seeded wild card team. But I still think they're going to have a good postseason. So, but I'm going to sell on the NFC East. I'm going to sell barely. I, I, I think your argument's probably right. I, I don't think the final part of the season for Dallas is as tough as you do, and here's why. I don't know. I don't think in the NFL anybody's playing for their coach. I think by that time, O.J. could coach the Bills, and they've probably mailed it in, whether it's snowing or not. By that, by the time Dallas gets Detroit, Detroit's already set up. It's got what it's need. Got it has what it needs. I think they coast. The one I don't know yet, if if the weather's great, I kind of like Dallas on the road at Miami. If the weather's not great, then I, I don't like them. So I think running the table is far I'm back more... back the weather being Miami. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, I know, I mean what I are know. you talking about, Jeff? They're not going to Alaska. <laughs> I know. Right, right, right. like, I'm just... How about Buffalo? The weather at Buffalo. But it's okay. going to be terrible. But I'm saying the Bills, I think, are going to be mailing it in. I don't think they're doing anything. I don't think they care by that point. I'm just arguing that I think the final stretch is easier for Dallas than we probably thought two or three weeks ago. I don't think they can run the, run the table. That's too tough. But I don't think it's outrageous. I do think they beat Philly this next week. And, and then whoever gets Philly in the playoff, look out because they're going to be fresh and rested. But I don't think it's cra- – I'm going to sell barely because I think Dallas – I don't think running the table the rest of the way is outrageous. Buy or freaking sell. The starting quarterbacks for Ohio State, Duke, and Oklahoma are among several quarterbacks who have decided to transfer immediately, and the trend is going to kill college football. Buy or sell? Uh, I sell. Nothing's going to kill college football. And college, the difference is college football was paying players long before we started talking about it publicly. They're just, they're just paying them a lot more. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Matt Rule, of uh, the uh, Nebraska coach, formerly of Baylor, said a good quarterback out of the transfer portal is going to run you for anywhere from one to two million per season. 
So I didn't know that the prices of quarterbacks went up so high, but it's not going to kill the game. It's just going to make it a lot more interesting. And we both, we all know that the quarterback position is the most important position in all of sports. So what that means is a mid-major or a team that's not that great can maybe land that one good quarterback, you know, put its money together and pool its resources and bring in that good quarterback that could be a difference maker, can make some money at the ticket office. So uh, guys like D- Dylan Gabriel is, is transferring and and uh, DJ Ula, Ula Gailey from Oregon State is transferring. Kyle McCord from Ohio State is transferring. There are some really big names that are in that portal. And if I'm a, if I'm a parent of a college quarterback that's a so-so NFL prospect, I'm like, man, kid, you stay as long as you can because you can make good money and get an education in college. And if you don't make it in the pros, at least you maximize your earning potential. This portal's not going to kill college football. It's just kind of changed the balance of power between administrations and the kids they recruit. The kids are free agents now. They're no longer student athletes, so uh, I sell. I sell. I don't even think that part is the most interesting part of this. I think I sell, but I think Nick Saban was right when he sort of sent up that warning flare if these guys are chasing the best deal, there's not that many programs that can match the best deals of Texas or USC or A&M. I mean, there's really not, the market is not that lucrative. It's lucrative for a select few. And so I'm starting to wonder if, you know, if these starting quarterbacks are saying, look, man, I can't get paid at Duke or I can't get paid at Oklahoma or I can't get paid at Purdue, everyone's going to come running to Texas or USC. Um, because that's where you can get paid, where money is no object. So I, I don't think it kills it because free agency doesn't kill anything, and it's not football is not that complicated. I do I am worried about Oklahoma. what what happened there? that that's a that is a that's a body blow, I think. Something's not right mm-hmm. there. When you're starting quarterback who beat your rival, who is I don't know these are I don't know that Dylan Gabriel's a pro player. But he's a heck of a college player. He really is. He's like a mini. He's a mini Tua. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's pounds. a good, that's a that's a really good comparison. This guy can move around. He's a playmaker. And why do you leave Oklahoma? Why? I can. I'll tell you why. Okay. I'll tell you why. First of all, he may not leave Oklahoma. He just entered the portal to see the dip his toe in the water and see who's see who's biting. And if and if he doesn't get the money that he had hoped to get in that portal, he'll work it out with OU. He could still return to Oklahoma. But I think someone out there is going to pay him more than he's making at Oklahoma. This is a money move. Right. This is a money move. That's that's my point. I mean, how many of these guys can go line up at USC? And, you know, Oklahoma, I mean, Brent Venables, who I thought probably was the coach of the year in the Big 12, all of a sudden looks up one afternoon and there's a knock on his door and his starting quarterback at Oklahoma. And when you thought things were going well, the dude's, possibly heading out the door to the highest bidder, that, 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 that's a body blow. That's exactly the warning that Saban was throwing out there, that all that matters now is, you know, schools are not going to be able to keep up with the Texases. They're just not. Um, and and very few cool of them will dichotomy. be able to. Yeah, and I think it's a cool dichotomy. Jeff, I mean, that, it is, but it's, it's you, uh, great, you know, it's you like, um, you know, there's, there's Apple and no one else. And Texas yeah, is but Apple. you have these, 
you have these great coaches who are who how many are quarterbacks are they going to fit done. in there? How many Lamborghinis yeah, are they going to give give out? That's, that's I don't know. I, just, I don't and think I'm. I don't think it kills it. Going, but that stings. I mean, that's e- even floating the idea that you're going to leave Oklahoma too. can't feel good. But I can't blame him for trying. I can't blame him for trying to make the best deal. It's not guaranteed he's an NFL quarterback. So buy or as much freaking money as you sell. Can. Guy's twenty two years old. Make as much money as you can, and if you don't make it in the league. Uh, at least you have a good start. You have a nice little uh, yeah. start in your bank account. So right. it's it's going to be tough for teams that that don't have great coaches. And I'm not convinced Brad Venables is a great coach. But and, and we know Oklahoma doesn't have the deep pockets of an A and M, a Texas, a USC, Ohio State. It's going to be interesting moving forward. All right, it's buy or sell. Steve Sarkeesian will be coaching in the NFL within two years. Buy or sell. I sell, but I do, but I do believe that Sarkeesian will be an NFL coach within five or six. Uh, they're going to extend him. Uh, he's going to be one of the five highest paid coaches. I hope they don't overdo it like A and M did with oh, Jimbo gosh, Fisher, oh, and 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 have him you know extend him to twenty forty seven or right. something stupid he's like gonna that. He's going to get one hundred and fifty million guaranteed, ninety nine percent paid up front, and blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah. Give him the money. Give him get front end that money. Make it a fat salary. Pay him eight or nine million a year, and extend him one or two more seasons. Because well, they 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 throw up a couple of SEC clunkers, and you don't want to be stuck with a guy that might not figure it out. I think Sark's a hell of a coach, and I think he's going to be successful uh, in the SEC. But uh, this is this is a unique opportunity, and. Uh, this is not one of those things. You not you don't have Nick Saban and Kirby Smart and and uh, guys like that. Brian Kelly uh, nipping at your heels like they're going to be doing over the next few years. I I believe he has an NFL makeup about him. Uh, uh, the college kids love him, and he's and he's really really done a good job with a loaded team. And I've, I've covered teams that Matt coached that were loaded that didn't get this far. So. I do believe eventually he'll be an NFL coach, but for right now, I think for the next three or four years, I think he's going to be at Texas. So I'm selling. You know, I'll hmm, I'll buy with a qualification. If they were to win it all, I wow. think he might be gone. Here's why: it, it it feels like we're about to have at least six NFL jobs open, at least, right? I mean, good jobs though, or just NFL yeah, jobs? Yeah, I know, I know, but I, but I think college guy. No, that's a good point. But I think if you're someone like Sarkeesian, or you're any 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 college coach, that's the ultimate test. And I think they talked themselves into I can go fix Carolina. They can't. I can no go. Way. I can go fix Chicago. I think you might. I don't know. Maybe. Right. No so way. I mean, no I just way. I think the appeal of I do get the appeal. I know. In terms of standard of living, it doesn't get any better than coaching at Texas. Life is as easy as it can get in the profession. But if you really want to challenge yourself, you go do football in the NFL. You coach in college, you ask kiss, you you raise money, you you do all that stuff. And you go to the NFL, man, it's just a matter of who you pick and how you use your brain. And I can see how that would be very appealing Particularly if, if Texas were to go out, I don't think they will, but if they were, if they were kind of really surprised people, you know, they're a favorite of a, of a Washington, which I'm not quite sure I get, but if they were to win it all, I think his stock 
would be really high and his stock would be high at a time when there's a bunch of jobs open and every dumb owner is looking for the same thing and that's a quarterback whisperer. That's all owners care about. That's all they're looking for. I just think that the timing, if it all fell in place for Sarkeesian, I think the timing could come together. And the thing is, if you're if you're him or even Dan Campbell, you go to the NFL, it eats you alive. You can always come back to college. I mean, Matt Rule's proven it. Saban has proven it. You know, yeah. the, Harbaugh has even proven it. The streets are littered with guys who can. I mean, coaching in college is not that tough. I don't think. So I don't know. I think if I think if the stars lined up, it would be a good time for him to take a shot at it. There's only one job I think he'd leave Texas for. And Chargers, Chargers. Um, yeah, not a great ownership, but they're better than they were. They'll yeah. pay him. He has a a terrific young quarterback who's being underutilized. Uh, he's from Southern California, and and that's a place where he could go back. And, and and live and be where he wants to be and, and and be in a division that's all of a sudden winnable yeah. as we go to our last buy or sell because uh, I, I think that would be ideal for him. You know, yeah, no, no, that's, that, that does add up. Okay, think of it this way, though. Here's what I think the Chargers are going to be faced with. How, how Brandon Staley has a job is beyond me. I mean, the guy's just an absolute meathead. But He's got to go. Yeah. So you got Kellen Moore there. Who's the offensive coordinator? Who's who's sort of a pro version of Sarkeesian, quarterback whisperer? You you're gonna have you're gonna have Bill Belichick available. You got Bill Belichick, Kellen Moore, or Steve Sarkeesian. What do you do? Seventy year old Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yep. Matted down yeah. hair, a bad shirt, shopping cart, cardboard box. Here he comes. <laughs> Dude looks like he has been under a bridge for a month and a half. Here he comes. Test it's so testy with the media now. Oh, he is. They got beat six. They got beat six to nothing. That's been the worst football <laughs> game I've seen all season. It's awful. It's terrible. Just awful. Just, just I a mean, terrible. I, really, I terrible. mean, I, I don't think he wants to quit, and someone I think is going to hire him. And maybe they hire him and say, "All right, you coach two years and then turn it yeah, over." Yeah, yeah. Go get your nineteen wins, and please, Bill, get a new shirt and move on. But yeah, you got to dress better if you're going to work in LA. You, you can get away with that in Foxborough, but I don't think you can't has, get away with that. Isn't him close? I mean, he just walks by a dumpster and picks up shirts. <laughs> buy or freaking sell. Last buy or sell is Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are this year's version of the 2021 Tom Brady led Tampa Bay Bucks. Buy or sell? I'm going to sell with a caveat. Uh, the 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 Tampa Bay Bucks were just horrible, horrible last season, and uh, they finished eight and nine and still won the division. How bad that division is! The Chiefs are still going to win eleven or twelve games, and they are, but they are just devoid of weapons. Uh, the worst receiving core Mahomes has ever had. Just really irresponsible of Andy Reid not to bring in a a good receiver. Uh, to to compliment um, Travis Kelsey, but for me, I just I just think that they're still better. They run the football better than the Buccaneers ever did. Mahomes is is way better than Brady was in his last year. Uh, Brady did throw uh, twenty five touchdowns and nine picks, and threw for forty seven hundred yards in his last season. So he wasn't chopped liver. 
But I just think it's, I think Patrick Mahomes is quarterbacking a one-man show. I wasted money in Vegas uh, in the preseason, putting money on the Chiefs and the Bengals to win it all. Uh, that money is gone. Uh, but I do still think that they're better. They're better. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win that division, but they're not going to be around long. With that said, they're still better than that Tampa Bay product we witnessed in Brady's last year. So I'm selling. Okay, I'm buying because I take it this way. that So Brady goes to, you got, you're right, not a Mahomes quarterback, but you've got, you bring in Brady, you've already got a really good defense. The Chiefs right now, defensively, are good enough to give them a chance. Good enough to give them a chance. I mean, I think everybody mm-hmm. has to look at the Chiefs and see what happens to you in the economics of the NFL. The window's going to close on you because you can't keep guys. This is the future of the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to look like trash in two years. They're not going to be able to afford anybody. But I kind of, I kind of like this comparison um, because I think that Chiefs defense keeps them around. You still have Kelsey, Mister Swift, healthy enough if he is, and then Mahomes can make enough plays. I, I kind of see it. I do. I actually can see the comparison. In fact, they might be a better version of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There. Five five targets for for Kelsey the other night. Yeah, just five. I think he's wearing down. I think he's done. Why do you, why do you think that done. is, Sid? Finish, finish that Man, thought. Go ahead, yeah, say I, it. Say it. He's got priorities, my friend. He has priorities. <laughs> he jetted off to Argentina during the bye week, so yeah, it's calling him. So yeah, good for him. Yeah. All right, man. Good stuff. Good talking to you. Okay, brother. Later. This is Buy or Sell. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.